What's going on, crew? Welcome to today's TIC Chiropractic Conversations. It's Trent Shattaker connecting you to a culture of chiropractic principles, questions, chiropractors, and students, because we've got a special, special conversation that we're going to jump into right now. And uh, it revolves around a group of students here today. We've got a couple of them, and they're going to ask a couple questions about marketing within a chiropractic practice. So let's jump in. We've got Gavin up first. Gavin, what trimester are you in right now, bud? I am a T7. T7. and Almost at midterms. Almost to midterms. Going to be a T8, T9, and then T10 is the final try before graduation. We also have another student here. We've got Caden. What trimester are you in, Caden? I'm a T7 with Gavin as well. So we've got two T7s, and then we've got one other student here with us. Who do we got here? We've got the one and only Ian, who's been on the podcast before. Ian, what try are you in, bud? I'm a T10. We've got a T10 in the house, almost about to graduate and open up his practice. And so we are jumping in on marketing chiropractic, because why wouldn't you want to know how to get more people under chiropractic care? And so let's uh, let's begin. We've got a question coming here from Gavin. What's your first question, bud? So what was your most successful marketing event? It's a great question, and I would like to uh, look over the past 12 years and try to take um, the event uh, category and hone in on um, like an inside event is the way I'm going to answer that because um, I think the number one marketing in any business uh, for chiropractors out there, students listening, is um, a referral-driven practice. And that's something that I uh, pay a lot of time and energy to in practice uh, with my interns here, with my associate here, making sure that every visit is an optimal experience for the person coming in, getting adjusted. Uh, So if we had to say, what's been your number one event for marketing uh, and helping generate uh, more new people experiencing chiropractic, because that's pretty much the purpose of marketing, um, I would say it's the first visit. And the reason I am saying the first visit is because there is only one first time experience when you meet someone. I remember the first time I met you, Gavin. I remember the first time I met you, Caden. I remember the first time I met you, Ian. It was, uh, it, it was a time that sticks in your head and that's what's gonna happen to you guys when you graduate is you're gonna have people meet you for the first time and that's an event. So what you gotta remember is uh, that first visit starts from the moment Uh, You either send them an email or that you come in touch with them uh, on the phone uh, for whatever, however you schedule that first visit. That's when that first visit starts. And then the moment they walk into your practice uh, from the handshake on how you shake hands to looking them in the eyes uh, to how your practice is clean and smells good. Uh, You can hear the music in the background here because we're at my office right now. But even the music that you got playing, that's your first visit event for marketing and how your practice is 
laid out. We've got an open format practice at our Kyraway location, our Kyraway concepts. And so when people come in, I hear it all the time. I love the way this looks. This is different. This doesn't look like a typical chiropractic office. That's marketing, right? That's all coming together for that person to experience something different that they can remember and hold on to for the referral process to begin. But once, uh, once you get them into your practice and once they uh, get through the typical chiropractic consultation, the paperwork, the intake, whatever you call it, exam, uh, there's something key on that first visit event that you need to remember and I pay extra time and energy to making sure it's uh, ideal for that first visit event to be uh, remembered. And we call that, that we call it the orientation. And the orientation is exactly that. You're orientating them to your practice. And what I tell my clients or my new clients is, um, I want after today's visit for you and I to be moving in the same direction. If you think about that, so often people come together and there's miscommunication or there's misunderstanding occurring. And if there's miscommunication or misunderstanding within the chiropractic uh, practice, now you've got less retention, you've got less referrals, and you've got um, less than an ideal second, third, fourth, or hundredth visit for that nature. And so the orientation is designed to ask questions, it's designed to answer questions, it's designed to build trust, credibility, uh, and rapport building. All of that is the number one marketing event, in my opinion, on uh, bringing more new people into your practice. How was that for a long answer? That works good. That's great. Kaden, I know that you've uh, got a, f a couple questions uh, to even build on top of that or uh, to take it in a different direction if you want, but where would you like to take this, uh, this next question? Uh, basically, kind of going back to the orientation, how do you ensure that the orientation is like the best first impression you can make? That's a great question. So um, this is a... The question was, you know, how do you make sure that first visit orientation is the best visit uh, that you can make? It, it revolves around this uh, stoic mindset that I have, and stoicism is uh, you're responsible for the outcomes of your life, and you're responsible for the outcomes uh, that you're producing. And so in order to make the first visit or your orientation or your consultation for that matter, the best uh, opportunity, you have, to, you have to train, you have to practice, and you have to own it. Uh, what, and, and so really what that comes down to is instead of trying to be good, you're training to be great. And training is a lifelong process that I stand firm in, that's reading books. Uh, you know, we just had Ian uh, pick up half of uh, the Green Book collection uh, for me to bring in office to show these students coming in and out of this practice that uh, the history of chiropractic has so much vital information embedded into the books, the literature. It's about training with other colleagues to help you. Uh, so for example, in the past 12 years, Caden, I've 
perform this first visit orientation, I would say uh, close to uh, 10,000 times. I, without a doubt, there's been that many people that have come through my practice in the past 12 years, maybe shy of 10,000, and I should uh, know the number if I'm gonna say it, but it's been thousands of times. Let's just say that, thousands and thousands of times. Well, when I first started doing it, I wasn't comfortable with doing it, and so what I would do is I would uh, study those that have done it thousands of times. So I would listen to uh, uh, chiropractors like Reggie Gold, uh, who does the letter and lecture. If you haven't listened to that one and you haven't rinsed and repeated that one, you're missing out. Uh, Joe D'Onofrio Sr. Joe D'Onofrio Sr. is really the godfather of the orientation. His orientation was always one-on-one. -on -one. It wasn't group. It was looking the person in the eyes and having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And he would end the orientation with, a, hey, you're either getting it right the first time or you're not coming back if you don't understand the concepts that we're talking about. I don't take it that far with my orientation. I have a lot more... Uh, uh, grace in my understanding that people are busy and people have circumstances that come in, but it's being around people that have done it before, studying from them, and then really knowing the chiropractic uh, philosophy, science, and art so that you can embed that into your orientation. People are coming to you for chiropractic. You have to know, you have to own, you have to train in every fashion around those principles of chiropractic so that when the conversation takes place, it's authentic. Now, uh, you know, when you train, you can train with the script, you can train and say, these are the high points that I want in a bullet point fashion. But when I have conversations with clients, uh, it's it's authentic, and Ian, you've been around long enough to uh, see and hear. How many different analogies have you seen come out of my mouth in the first you visit? You are the absolute king of analogies. I don't know how you come up with some of the stuff that you do, but it fits perfectly for the, the client's lifestyle and uh, their, their career, and uh, you put it in a way that's easy for them to understand, which is really important. So it's storytelling. Storytelling, analogies, that's how the greats communicate. And you can't, you can, you can uh, write your analogies down and take notes and say, hey, that's a good analogy for a future case scenario. I think that's vital, but it's, it's more important to understand the principles and the foundation to what you're trying to teach in that first visit than it is to uh, memorize a bunch of analogies and give an analogy of changing the oil in a car to a cosmetologist. It just won't make sense. You, you can't have a car analogy to someone who uh, pays extra time and attention to beauty, cosmetics, and in, in essence, health, health of the head or hair. Uh, you, you're speaking foreign language to someone if you try speaking oil and mileage. And I've seen it, I've heard it, and it's a passion of mine to try to relate and connect to people. And I've even done that with you guys when we're talking practice, or we're talking uh, mentoring. I try to speak to you like what makes sense to you, right? Sports, swimming, uh, motocross. Like there's certain things that you can uh, use in the concept of teaching and educating uh, when it is something that you fully understand. So train, practice, and then get rid of, this would be my final uh, point of this uh, answer. It would be get rid of fear of rejection. 
I speak a lot to students about to make the decision on whether or not they want to open their practice. And what I see very common is the ones that jump into opening their practice are not afraid of failure. The ones that are afraid of failure, the ones that are afraid of what's going to happen if it doesn't work out, tend to shy away from taking that risk. And there's risk when you communicate to someone on the concept of chiropractic care, because the concept of chiropractic care is different than what they've been taught or what they know about chiropractic, which is typically it helps them feel better in the spinal area or the spinal region. There's so much more to chiropractic than feeling better. Feeling is the side effect, and the, the cause to that is a more normal expression of the body's inner intelligence or a force being expressed through tissue in all different areas due to the fact that those nerves go to all uh, tissue matters. So there's more to the conversation than feeling better. You have to get rid of that fear of rejection. You have to be able to look someone in the eyes and say, hey, what do you understand about chiropractic? What do you know about chiropractic? And then for them to say, well, this is what I know. And then for you to not be afraid to say, hey, that's, that's a good foundation, that's a good place to start, but that's not enough to understand and truly grasp the concept of coming in on a repetitive basis because if you do listen to my recommendations for what I'm gonna make after this visit, I want you to listen, trust them, and then benefit from them uh, so it's a win-win re relationship. Ian, I know I'm throwing, I'm throwing you, uh, not under the bus, but I'm throwing you into the fire of the conversation. What questions you got based off of the first visit orientation or first visit marketing experience that could pay uh, dividends to those that are listening on how to grow a practice by having a first visit ideal uh, conversation, experience, orientation, whatever you want to call it? Uh, as far as questions go, um, not a whole lot, but just a comment or statement on how valuable and important that first visit is. It's all about first impressions. It's the first experience. It's it's what they they see. It's what they hear, and 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 that means everything. That, that determines whether they're going to want to come back again. Whether the adjustment was um, was good for them and comfortable and. Um, I think we have a lot of that here at Cairoway. It's just it's just a good uh, atmosphere to be around. They can see everyone's very close. It's 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 not uh, we're not doing closed rooms for that reason. Everything's open concept, and we want everyone to just feel like welcome, like it's a it's a big family here. So that's great. Now I'm going to throw a question at you. Based off of all of yeah. that, what would be your number one? priority or number one thing that you've seen in first visits taking place while you've been interning with us uh, that uh, makes the biggest difference? What's the number one thing in your eyes that makes a good first visit uh, experience uh, or part of the orientation for that nature? Uh, apart from just having a positive energy about you and letting them know that you're here for them and um, Showing them that that uh, your care is going to make a difference in their life, a huge difference in their lives, and the communication of chiropractic to them. A lot of people come in and they don't quite understand what the the full principle of chiropractic is. They think it's all about pain. They come in with pain and say, "Hey, can you can you fix this?" And we say, "Maybe, you know that that it, we might. There's a pretty good chance, but 
we can't predict how the body is going to react to chiropractic treatment. All we can do is facilitate the adjustment, rid the subluxation, and your body's going to make those changes itself and your body is self-healing. And yeah, so just communication to chiropractic, letting them understand uh, the importance that it's not just a quick fix for, uh, for injuries or um, pain or all of the above. So That's great. Uh, key concepts and principles in communicating. There are over 100 episodes on today's tick right now currently and more in the, in the works. So if you need help on being a better communicator of it, uh, rinse and repeat, listen to the episodes. If you are a consumer listening to this, uh, we've got some clients of mine that listen to this um, and you wanna participate in this conversation so that more people can understand what's been great for, for you as a client, being under care, just shoot me a message. You can uh, direct message me or have a conversation with me on the next visit because um, you know the the understanding of chiropractic uh, is tough to explain. Uh, it's easier to experience. I have used the analogy before. Uh, it's kind of like uh, taking a bite out of an orange. If I asked you what does an orange taste like, you're gonna more or less say it tastes like an orange. But if I said explain what it tastes like, uh, you may be able to say, well, it's sour uh, and sweet. But that's about as much as you can get out of the description of it, uh, what does an orange taste like. But if um, you uh, really wanted to uh, paint the picture of what an orange tasted like, you would hand the orange to someone and say, hey, take a bite of this orange. It's great. And that's what I see very often in chiropractic is it's tough for people to explain it to their friends and family, uh, but it's easier for them to just say, hey, come in, experience this. Um, it, it, it is great. And so we need to do a better job as a profession to communicate it, to understand it. And to me, it really boils down to the key concepts and principles within the profession. So uh, any last minute questions that I haven't covered on that first visit event for marketing? I do have one question. So how do these people find you? You're talking about the orientation and everything, but how do they actually get into the clinic? That's a great question. The question is, is how do people find uh, myself or my practice, or how do you get that first person uh, into your practice uh, to experience that first visit orientation? Well, number one, let's say you don't have any people, you're new in practice or you're trying to grow your practice. Number one is you always start with those that trust you and those that want to be in your practice. So if you had to look around and uh, find your very first client, you're going to go to the person uh, such as mom and dad. If mom and dad don't live close to you, you're going to aunt and uncle. If they don't live close to you, then you're going to someone that knows you. Maybe it's uh, uh, the local barista at the coffee shop. I used to drink a lot of coffee in school. I still drink a lot of coffee. Um, I drink more coffee at home now than I did uh, back when I was in school. But you would go to that barista and you would say, hey, I've been here for five years drinking coffee with you. Uh, why don't you come in and experience how great my services are? Uh, it has a lot of similarities to coffee. It's, uh, you know, from the, from the earth. It gives your body higher performance um, and it's good for you. Coffee Coffee's good for you if you don't drink it, and the new research out there says it's good for you. So you would start with the one people or the one person that trusts you, and then from there, um, when you're trying to get more people in for that first visit event, it's referral. So you go back to that um, conversation that you're having with the person, 
about chiropractic care. And what you do is you end the conversation by saying, who do you want to see benefit from what you just benefited from? And they're going to give you a name. They're going to say, my husband, John Doe. And then you're going to say, great, what can I do to help you get John in here? And they're going to say, well, honestly, it would work best if I just brought him in. And then, you're, and then you take that conversation and you have a one-on-one -on -one and you say, well, let's set a time, let's set a date or what would be a good time frame for you. And so to get more people into experience that great first visit orientation, it, it's, a, it's a cycle, it's a referral cycle. It's start with the one that's there. If you don't have anyone, start with someone that trusts you. Or if it's someone that is with you, you make sure that you embed into that conversation. Who else could benefit from what you just benefited from? Don't walk away from that first visit without embedding in that referral conversation point. There's so many resources and so many opportunity for us as a profession to get more chiropractic out there. You just have to look for it right in front of you. Otherwise, it's going to be uh, an elusive resource because you think it's out there and it's not right in front of you. How's that for an answer? Perfect. Good. Well, that was a fun one. I'm going to cut it off at that and uh, ask these uh, students to come back and do it again. I like these uh, questions and answers. It allows the conversation to be authentic. It allows um, you know, both a perspective from a, a practice in D.C. to a student eager to learn as much as possible, making sure that those answers are fulfilling the needs of uh, where that learning curve needs to be met. So lots more coming on today's tick. I appreciate you students being here. I appreciate you guys putting in the time and energy for training, getting better. And uh, yeah, we look forward to catching you on the next episode. We'll see you then. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. Risks associated 
with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk.